Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. This is Tony, and tonight I'm joined by Liza and Adam. How's it going, gang? Our, my wallet is a little light this evening, Tony. That's right. That's uh, that's going to be our topic today. And I just want to remind you before we get started that uh, the Mouse and More podcast is free and always will be. You won't that's see true. us raising prices anytime soon. No, because we, you know, we make so much money from this. It's fine. That's right. That is until Bob Chapek takes over here. So uh, there's no chance of that happening, though. So well, the big... you never know. You never know. Yeah. We might get bought out. Can you imagine if we got bought out by the mouse? Yeah, that's not happening. You never know. So, yeah, we uh, do know. <laughs> as evidenced by Adam's wallet, our big topic today is a series of price increases that have happened on both coasts in both Disney World and Disneyland. And uh, Adam, why don't you tell us a, a little bit about how that affects uh, everyone's trips? All right. So the, um, the Genie, Disney Genie Plus service is going to uh, is now currently in variable pricing. Uh, which means that every day it's going to be a different price. Uh, in Disney World, it was $15. In Disneyland, it was 20 And now, uh, through at least through October, they are saying that they are going to have a day-by-day um, change of price. And it can go up to – in Florida, it can go up to $22 on busier days. The only way that – they are not telling you the price ahead of time other than – when you can buy it so you can buy genie plus that night of the the night of your well all right so it's hard to explain right so it's midnight of the day that, that you go into the park so technically that's the next day but it's still the night before i guess it depends yeah, on your point of it's view a, it's a day of purchase beginning at midnight yeah so that's when you're going to find out how much money you're spending for it um and then the individual lightning lane uh Attractions uh, in Florida, that is Rise of the Resistance, Seven Doors Mine Train, Flight of Passage, and... Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardian, yes, that's right, because Guardians throws me off because they don't have a real line. Um, they are also variable pricing. Those, um, uh, throughout October at least, uh, My, I, our guess is that they're going to continue that in the future, but maybe they're trying it out for October. I don't know. Um, the example know. that the example that um, was put out was Rise of the Resistance for October is now going to be between fifteen dollars and twenty two dollars depending upon the day. Now I, I thought it was very interesting uh, in California. Genie Plus when they debuted, they were five dollars a day more per person, so they have always been twenty dollars per person per day. Uh, their price jumped up for Genie Plus to twenty five dollars per person. Or up to $25 per person because they are going to this tiered model. And, you know, this tiered pricing scheme is nothing that we haven't seen from Disney already because that's what they're doing with their theme park tickets. Yeah, I think um, yes and no. The one difference is you you can know ahead of time how much you're going to pay for a theme park ticket because it's scheduled. And, and as long as they don't change the schedule, which they don't change – I mean they change it once a year. They, they changed it in Disneyland. They have not changed it yet. Um, in Florida, but at least you can know ahead of time with this Genie Plus thing, you don't really know ahead of time until the morning of. So it's it's harder to budget for. I know it's a smaller item. You know, a theme bar ticket is, you know, over one hundred and fifty dollars versus Genie Plus, which is, you know, over fifteen dollars. But it's still something that you have to think about and you have to decide whether you're going to buy it or not. Right. And you can imagine 
you can all, I mean, I guess you can theorize if it's more money, they expect the, the more people to buy it. So it's going to be more crowded in the parks. I mean, that's kind of like the thinking behind it, but, but it might not be the case. It could be the opposite. They could, they could theorize less people are going to need it because it's less crowded. So they're going to charge more for it. I right. don't know. I think they continue to push people away. You know, we've, we've been saying this, it's like a constant theme over the past two and a half, three years is they're pricing people out and every price increase pushes more and more people away from, from Disney world. Uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, I think when, when I was a kid being a little older than Adam, so, you know, in, in the seventies, uh, and eighties, Disney world was kind of like a rite of passage. You know, you expected at some point your family would go from Connecticut. You'd make the trip down to Florida. You would do Disney world for a couple of days. You know, now it's, it's becoming a luxury, um, as, as this pricing, you know, continues to increase. Yeah. I mean, we, when I grew up, we weren't like upper class people, you know, we were like a lower middle class family and we still were able to go. Now, if you're not saving for X amount of time, it's going to be really tight. It's going to be hard for you to get there. And it, it wasn't always like that, especially if you have multiple children. Like my family, right. we have four kids, like, you know, that's six people. That's like a lot of people to go, you know, we had it. So now it's, it's definitely a struggle for most people. And I feel like they're just going to keep going up until there's like, I don't know, Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates are going to be hanging out. Right. I think it's just becoming more and more of a boutique type experience. You know, it, it's not it's not for the average person anymore. It's it's for these, you know, these people like Adam with all the money. <laughs> I um I think uh, I I mean what I'm what it looks like and and you know you can correct you can disagree with me if you want it lo- they are trying to uh, monetize anything that they can and they feel that they can and one of those things now and it has been for a year is you know the 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 ride access the Genie Plus and you know skipping the line service instead of keeping it free which is what it was now they're monetizing it because they they feel like they, that's extra money that they can make. Um, regardless of how many people are in the parks and there was a, for the third fiscal quarter, spending per person, per capita, they call it, increased 40% versus the same quarter in 2019. Uh, You know, that's skewed because Genie Plus uh, was not around in 2019. No, no, of course. Yeah, yes. It's skewed because they're making you spend more. Yeah, but it's not what's not skewed is that people are spending more money in the parks, whether we want to or not. We are. Well, you are because <laughs> right. if and, you're there, you kind of have. I mean, you. So it's having it's work- to everything I hate went to up. Say, I hate to say it, but it's working. All of this is working because as of that point, we're spending it, and and it stinks. And it, it the, the the what really stinks about the Genie Plus is. If you're going to have us pay money to, you know, access a ride faster, we should be able to get on faster. And oftentimes yes. you still have to wait. And the maintenance of the ride itself should be, should be, you know, acceptable. And a lot of times it's not. I mean, I've ridden on Rise of the Resistance and I've paid the ride on it. And there are portions of the ride that are not working. And I... Th- I kind of feel like that's unacceptable. If, if you're, if you're, if I pay, if somebody paid extra to get on this ride, they should, it should work. And, um, 
And I almost feel like because when I the, when I did ride it, it broke down halfway through. And we had to get we had to come back. That's a waste of time. So I now spend money to now waste time on a ride that then didn't finish and had to come back. And Adam, where yeah. did you have to get off? Like, where did it break? It was right before the spoiler alert. It was right before the scene where you see Kylo Ren um, and he stands, he's standing there and he pulls your vehicle in and out. Oh, really? So it was, yeah. It was right before that part where he then gets sucked out, sucked out the, um, out the ship. So we were upstairs. So we had to um, get out of the ride vehicle and then go into a backstage area. And then walk downstairs and then we went outside and we we exited right where the 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 main exit for the ride is. So I saw the back of the crashed um, escape pod that Lieutenant Beck is in that you see when you're when you're ending the ride and you see him like sort of crash. We saw the backside of that. Mm -hmm. Um, It was pretty cool. I mean, I, I, I wish it didn't happen because it wasted, you know. Was 30 minutes of my time at Disney World that I can't get back because, you know, we didn't finish the ride, but, and we paid for it. So it, it's like, you know, like you kind of like want that money back, but you can't get the time back. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, ride breakdowns happen, but unfortunately, if you're going to have people spend extra money to be on the rides and they should be more infrequent. You would think, I think. that. You, you would think that. I think it's only a matter of time before you're paying uh, $150 to get in the park and then they're going to do ride tickets and they're going to charge you for ride tickets again. So it's going to be like 1973 all over again. Oh, my gosh. I, 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 really yeah, just, just I say that somewhat jokingly. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but I do feel that we are on a, uh, on a path where it's going to be like Universal Express, where the pricing is variable, which is what it is. And the Universal Express is a lot more money. Um, you know, but so you guys know how much it is to work better. Well, I think it works better because there's less people using it. I mean, the, there's less people in those parks, um, and at a given time. And, um, I, I guess, I guess there, I maybe, and maybe, and they sell out, I guess, there, and they might sell less of those. They might have less of yeah. those available. So the standby line is, isn't as long as, as you might think, um, I don't know. Uh, the standby line is pretty long, but but I think what's going to end up happening, Disney's never going to stop this until they feel it. So until they start having like making less money or there's less people and just people just can't go. I mean, they're just going to keep doing this. So but for all the but for all the people that can't go, there are people that can and will continue to go. Unfortunately, it's just going to be less and less though. Yes, but but it's less people. But as long as they're spending. The money that equals out, it doesn't really matter. And I think that's what I really think that's what the end game of all this is, is they want less people spending more money because then those less people are, in theory, having a better time because it's not as crowded. And they don't need as many cast members because there's less people in there that they need to take care of so they can spend less on people working there. Which another, which is another reason why, you know, another reason why we've got issues in the parks is because not everything is open and not all our cast members are back. And and, and it's so, you know, they, they're allowing the same amount of people to come into these parks, but not everything is open. Now, there's still a lot more things that are open than it was two years ago, but you've got restaurants that have been closed and, you know, you have less shows. Um, and for you know, for all we know, they're running less ride vehicles in the rides because they don't want you know as many they can't handle as many people um, in it. 
I mean, one of the one of the things we were talking about is Monsieur Paul, the other restaurant in uh, France, is finally opening October 18th. Now that restaurant doesn't hold a lot of people, but it held people, and um, and it's going to be 195 dollars for a five course five. I think it's five course prefix meal. Wait, um, 195, 195. Yes, yes, 195 per person. Um, but I mean, the chef is famous, Liza. I mean, he's like a like one of the best chefs in the world. Is he though? Oh, well, that's what they that's what the article said. What's he's his not name? as good as that little Paul? rat that uh, Luigi employs. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, you know, I, I think it's it's very tough. Uh, if if you're a shareholder, it's good times. You know, the company's making money. Uh, if you're a Disney fan and a park lover. It's it's not really cool. And if you happen to be a shareholder who enjoys going to the park, you got to be kind of torn. Well, that's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I will say this: They're, they they plummeted from where they were the highs of you know early last year. But yeah, I mean they're making some money, but they're not they are not like gangbusters um, in terms of where they could be. I don't think. Right. Um, and I just think that's because. They they not they're not really still still not operating at like 100% capacity. That's just not for the parks. That's for you know the whole company. Um, I mean they just announced like they had to reshuffle more uh, movies. They have to move around because they you know they can't reach their schedules. And next December we'll not have that Star Wars movie like I said was going to happen. And um, who knows if they're going to have one to replace it. So right. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I, I could tell you this. Disney stock is down f- for the year to date 38%. And in one year, the, since last year, uh, down 45%. 45%. Oh, so their stock is down? 45% since last year. Wow. The last okay. three years, it's down 26%. What does that mean? Three, three years is peak pre-COVID. So pre-COVID, it was where it was. And then it went up after COVID. Which, and now know, it's where it is. Plus, and now it's now it's down 26% from where it was three years ago. And that was when Bob Iger was making a lot of money for the company. So, so maybe he wasn't making a lot of money company. I don't know, but that's you know that's the world. Well, they're making live. money. <laughs> they're making money, but where is yeah. it going? I don't know. It's not it's going, going here. In those lit up magic bands. <laughs> and I maybe they're not selling enough of those. I don't well, know. Well, well, we they are going to be selling them in Disneyland. Yes. October 19th uh, for Magic Key holders and the 26th for the general public. The big issue with those Magic Bands, though, is you cannot chart, you can't open your door, your Disney hotel door, and you can't charge your room. It doesn't have the full functions that the ones in Florida have. But they light up and buzz, and that's what people like. (laughs) People like shiny things. They like like, things that light up and sparkle. You, you, You know what else is shiny? Mm-hmm. lightsabers oh okay and you know un- unfortunately genie plus and lightning lane are not the only price increases happening uh in the disney company right now uh, on both coasts we have seen an increase in the savvy's workshop uh, experience where you build your own lightsabers that cost increased from 219 dollars and 99 cents to 249 dollars and 99 cents uh it's about a uh, i think it's about a 40-minute experience, uh, all told. Uh, and then if you want to do the Droid Depot, uh, your cost has increased from $99 to $119. Get ready to shell out a little more in Galaxy's Edge. A few more galactic credits. 
Is that what they call it? No, that's what uh, that's what I call it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Well. No, that's what I... they call it in. They call it credits in Star Wars. That's the money. Yes, it is. Yeah, but I don't is think it... they call them credits in in Galaxy's Edge, do they? I think they do actually. They do said they? they already. Yeah, they said credits. Right. Yeah. How do you you know? Two hundred fifty dollars is a lot of money for a lightsaber. It is. That's a that's a lot of money. Well, are they force effects quality? Yes. They're they're good. They're they're quality sabers. I, I did my saber build uh, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I think during the middle of COVID. And uh, it was just before they increased to 220. So I think they were 199 at the time. Wow. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, so this is the second time in maybe a year and a half, two years that they've gone up in price. Wow. Okay, and so are they? They have some weight to them. Do they like they do. swoosh and make noises when they hit something? Or they do. They light up. Uh, yeah. They make the sounds. There's there's uh, some good weight in the hilt. It's uh, okay. it's, it's a quality it's a quality like, heavy product. Yeah, that's like the Force Effects lightsabers. I, th- I think it's part. If it's the same thing, then that's about how much those cost too. Mm-hmm. And they're like replicas of the ones from the movie. Right. I mean, there's some technology that goes into it, but you know, and you just wonder, are they having to pay more? So they're having to like charge more? Are they just like, you know what? We're just going to charge more because we can. It's just, I don't know. It's so weird. Well, you know, whatever happens, we're not going to see these prices go back down. I know. And that's what's so bad. Like gas prices will fluctuate up and down, you know, but Disney prices, <laughs> it's just like, new. I don't know. I kind of hope that something happens and then they're like because you know they're never going to bring back free dining no i was hopeful at this point i don't think they have i still don't think i don't have any um i don't have any scientific fact other than what i see (laughs) i don't think they they are operating these restaurants at 100 percent capacity i i feel like anytime i'm in a restaurant there's empty tables and and i don't think they have them you know full out and they you know you, you can't give somebody free dining if um, if they don't, they don't have a place have to any, put them. Yeah. Yeah. Know? The, um, yeah. well, you the know, lightsaber, yeah. the lightsaber, uh, uh, increases 13%. So, um, if their raw materials increase 13% on that, then I guess it makes sense to increase it. I, I have my doubts that. Well, it all depends. They increase do, you know what, 13%. do you know what the Kyber crystal futures are right now? I, I don't know, but what I do know is that. You really can't hit things with the with the blade because it isn't like isn't it like a like a glass tube or something or yeah it, light you, plastic. You can tap, but you can't uh, you can't have an all out lightsaber battle. Mm-hmm. That that would not fare well. So yeah. Adam, you you were just you were just speaking of food and restaurants and uh, hey, while we're talking about price increases, <laughs> what's going on in the food and beverage world? Yeah, so they increased a lot of uh, small items and big items. Um, Tony, they increased your Mickey bar by how much? By thirty cents. Thirty oh cents. Gosh. It is now. How much gone, is it? It is now six dollars and twenty nine cents for a packet full of deliciousness. Is it though? I mean, and has the actual bar itself shrunk a little bit? You know, I would not be surprised if it only has one ear. <laughs> and you know what else went up? By two dollars, those refillable resort mugs—they uh, are now twenty-one ninety-nine. 
that's, that's outrageous. They're not even worth it, in my opinion. You don't have a Coke Freestyle over in some of the resorts. Some of them still have just like the regular ones. You can't refill it anywhere else but at your resort. So I don't know. And typically the handle placement really ticks me off because I can't you can't put them in cup holders. Mm-hmm. In a cup holder, yeah. Um, I don't like the top of it. I don't know. The the design of the mug is not worth twenty one ninety nine. Right. I I was at Yacht Club and um just visiting. I wasn't staying there. And um, they have the freestyle machines at the um, yes. at their quick service. So, yes. so it, it's, some it's, of the quick services. Yeah. And I think when I was at All Star, whatever, they had the regular soda fountain with the chip thing. Yes. And you can only get a certain amount of refills, which is which is really yes. unfortunate that, that they do that. It, it's weird that that the lesser resorts, they they put limits on how much soda you can drink, but the more expensive ones. I think think that considering the tie in that Coke has to uh, Walt Disney World and and the Disney company as a whole, I am very shocked that we have not seen freestyles just, you know, blanketed uh, across the resort. Uh, If you go to Universal, you know, their quick service restaurants inside the parks have them. Um, And, uh, you know, you you think it would be a no brainer for, for them to for them to put them all over. Yeah, there's nothing better than a Coke freestyle machine. Right. Because I like all of the variable options. They have so many good options that you don't usually get. And it's like endless possibilities. I love it. The unfortunate part about uh, Coke freestyle is that's a fountain beverage. And Disney Mm -hmm. has increased the cost of fountain beverages from $3.99 to $4.29. So even they're going up. So, you know, Liza, I know you said that the refillable mugs uh, are not really worth it. When we do short stays like me, I agree with you. However, if you're there for an extended period, uh, it, it can be worth it. I, um, I I go on my app. It's called Shipped, S-H-I-P-T, and I order cases of water or soda or whatever, and they bring it to the resort, and it's, like, super cheap. There you go. That's what I do because, for me, it's worth it to get those cases of water because we will drink them. We drank two cases of water last time between me, my mom, my sister, her family. I mean, it was great. It was like a lifesaver. And those mm-hmm. refrigerators in the rooms, they seem like they're not cold at all. But if you put a bunch of water in it overnight, they're cold in the morning. It's weird. Well, that's how refrigerators work. No, because they usually <laughs> seem cold when you open them. And mm-hmm. these do not seem cold. Like you think they're broken. But then they actually do stuff. I don't know. It's very bizarre to me. That's called Disney magic. It must be because they f- they feel like they're hot and then they they make your stuff cold. <laughs> I just get the free water from the quick service. I just ask for free cups of water and I just mm-hmm. drink them. Well, you're, you know, you're gonna I have, have no to, shame. You know, you're, you're, you're going to have to do that at some of these restaurants because uh, buffet prices went up as well. Oh, my God. Um. Lunch and dinner at Be Our Guest increased from $62 to $67 for adults, from $37 to $39 for children. Storybook dining went from $60 to $65 for adults. Um, Hollywood and Vine increased for adults from $55 to $59. Tusker House also went from $50 to $59, $55 to $59. Uh, the kitchen sink uh, went up from $35 to $36. So if you ever want to try to tackle the kitchen sink, over at Beaches and Cream at the Yacht Club, uh, that's going to cost you a little more. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, this is for my wife. Uh, alcoholic beverages have increased between 30 cents and $2.50 per drink. Um, so, so we're seeing wholesale, uh, you know, price increases across the board. And then uh, Liza, as a photographer, uh, I don't know if you've ever done a capture your moment private photo shoot with Disney Photo Pass folks. No. Um, and, and if, you know, if our listeners are not aware what that is. This is a 20 minute private session where a photographer will take pictures of you and your group. The group can be up to eight people. And uh, that cost went from seventy nine to to ninety nine dollars. So a twenty dollar increase. And that's just essentially a sitting fee uh, because the uh, pictures are an extra cost. Unless, of course, you have um, a photo pass or an annual pass with a photo pass in it. Um, So, uh, you know, even even that's gone up. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, those are pretty cute and they usually have a little better photographer than your regular photo pass photographer mm-hmm. um, that do those packages. So they're not too bad. And for engagement sessions and stuff like that, I've had a client that booked it for uh, a, like a surprise engagement photo, mm-hmm. you know, which was and it came out really nice. I thought it was good. But um, 20 bucks extra, that's a lot. And then to have to purchase the tickets, I mean, I guess you'd better have the photo pass. Right. And photo pass went up, right? No. It didn't go up. I thought it did. No. I, no, I have not yet. seen that. Okay, not yet. Right? <laughs> I it's can't, still only I Thursday. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't believe that they that these photo uh, shot things do not include the photos that they take. That's just... At least one. Remember you used to get a photo when you'd go to eat with like at the character At the Rainforest buffet. Cafe or something? Well, no, like at like um, like Akershush yeah. or like you would get one at Cinderella's Royal Table. I mean, I have these photos with my, my girls and you would actually get a photo at your table. Like they would bring the printed photo. Yeah, we have ours from Cinderella Road Table. I know that. And uh, we have one from my first trip when I was a kid at um, Restaurantosaurus. That was but when they don't that even was do a, that anymore. No, they don't do that. I don't I even like the, like they can't they even include they can't even include the download of the photo. Fo- We're not even, we don't even need to print them. Just send us the file. It's just a file. It doesn't it doesn't cost <laughs> send anything. Send it in my Dropbox. <laughs> it's just like I'm like that's just so that's so nuts that that doesn't come with it. Well, I, I will tell you, if you guys want to know nuts with uh, photos, they have a uh, Chandrilla Starline, which is the company that runs the Galactic Star Cruiser. Uh, they have a photo experience when you're cruising. Uh, when Galactic Star Cruiser opened up, it was ninety nine dollars. Uh, six months after they opened, they increased the price by three hundred dollars and uh, it went from ninety nine to three hundred and ninety nine dollars for a 30 minute session. Wow. So four hundred dollars, four hundred dollars for thirty minutes. Exactly. Eight, what do they think? They're a lawyer. Eight hundred dollars an hour. They got to charge. <laughs> My God. Now, coinc- coincidentally, uh, speaking of the Shendrilla Starline, uh, that segues into my uh, little announcement here, and I, I think Chris kind of uh, hinted at it during our Adventures by Disney and uh, River Cruise show uh, that uh, I will be going, uh, thanks to the Main Street and More Travel Agency. Uh, We'll be cruising on the Galactic Star Cruiser on October 23rd uh, on a two-night journey across the galaxy. So uh, in about a week and a half, uh, we we should uh, be recording a show where we talk about that. And Mark, 
who many of you may remember as one of the uh, co-host chairs on the show. Uh, Mark and I are two of the agents who are going, so hopefully we'll be able to have Mark on that show as well and uh, share our experiences with you. Are you uh, who's sleeping in the bunk bed? Have you figured that out yet? I don't know. Uh, I can't figure out if I'm going to be spooning with Mark or uh, sleeping solo in a bunk bed. That's very mm. tiny. Oh, how um, tiny is it? Like, is it a really tiny, small bunk bed? I, I think it fits a full-size person, of which I am. Well, I guess you'll have to evaluate the situation once you arrive. Right. How cool is that, though, Tony? No, it's very cool. I'm very excited. I'm so excited for you guys. The the 12-year-old Tony is, like, uh, over the moon with, with going to play Star Wars for two days. You know you're only doing this because I said I wasn't going. Listen, don't burst my bubble, Liza. Because <laughs> Chris was going to go. And, and then we talked about it. I was like, no, the guys need to do it because I don't care about Star Wars. <laughs> I was like, it's, it's going to be wasted on me, like totally wasted on me. Although it would be funny. I could make fun of stuff. But but honestly, with for you and for Mark and people that like the Star Wars stuff, I mean, this is like all your stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. Oh yeah. And I, w- I was I was shocked to find out that you can actually leave the Galactic Star Cruiser mid cruise if what? you well so no smoking is allowed on the Star Cruiser, uh, oh. but you can take a you can take a pod uh, down to Earth uh, back to the uh, port the terminal uh, and and have a smoke break or they said you know if you want to run to McDonald's you can go back down to Earth and uh, do it and then come back so I you I should do that I could leave. So that's you go for, for a smoke smokers? break. Mm-hmm. Tony, you don't smoke, do you? No, I don't. Not at all. Okay, not I yet. didn't think so. But I guess if you are a smoker, it would be kind of hard to be confined. It would be kind of like your first week in jail, you know? You'd have to kind of <laughs> detox off the cigarettes. Right. I don't know. I guess they had to think of that because there probably are a few people that smoke still. I don't know who these people are. Well, one of them is my dad, but he needs (laughs) – but but everybody else, I don't know who you are. But smokers, I guess, yeah, that's hard because you got to smoke. It sure is. Uh, All right. Well, I I think that covers our price increases. What uh, what other news do we have? Fantasmic in Walt Disney World is coming back in November. Excellent. That's uh, it's about time. We don't do know like a date, but do you I like I like, like the it? I like the music. I like how it's you can sit. You don't have to stand. Um, they are changing some of it. I they're I believe they're getting rid of the Pocahontas stuff, and they're adding in like Moana and Frozen. And um, I like the ending. The the finale is really cute with all the characters on the boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for what it, I mean, it's not it's not an hour. It's half an hour. I think for what it is, it's really good. Yeah, it just seats a ton of people over there, so that's good. Yeah. You know, gets them out of the park. Agreed. Put them uh, over there. The the Disneyland version has been back since May, and mm-hmm. uh, you know now we're just we're waiting with anticipation for you know hopefully hopefully before Thanksgiving uh, they reopen. We don't know if it's going to be early November, late November. Um, but uh, we do have a November uh, time frame, so that's that's exciting. Okay. Well, the Magic Kingdom needs a new nighttime. They need a nighttime parade, so it needs to happen. We were hoping that Main Street Electrical would would come over here because they released uh, new merchandise and it's the 50th anniversary of it. 
and it was leaving Disneyland, and we got nothing. We need paint the night. Do you know? Do you know what happens when the uh, Main Street Electrical Parade comes back to Orlando? What uh, pigs are gonna fly? Uh, no, they they start planning for the uh, for for when it leaves. Because I, I think the big thing with the Main Street Electrical Parade is you always get this: it's leaving and never coming back. And then you know <laughs> yeah. what? It, it comes back in like four years. <laughs> I wish it's, the it's, Osborne it's, lights came back. It's it's kind of like the Rolling Stones on. This is our farewell tour. You know, and then we're going to tour in another three years, and this is it. We're never, we're never, we're never touring again. Yeah, that's what Elton John's been doing. Elton He's John, doing a farewell tour. Right? He's been doing a farewell tour for ten years. Yeah. Well, he said this is it. This is his last tour. That's so what he said. The we'll last tour. <laughs> oh boy. We're going to be over. Yeah. And it's fine with me. I love Elton John. He can sing forever. That's fine. I'm right. okay with that. Did we see mini ear headband price increase by $5? If we get into everything that increased, I mean, we're going to start talking about pretzels going from uh, $4.79 to, you know, $5.19. So, uh, you know, it's not all about price increases and it's not all sadness. Um, somebody did happen to have a good experience recently. And uh, that would be Adam, who took an opportunity to go down for Epcot's 40th anniversary on October 1st. So why don't you uh, share a little bit about that day? Yeah, so I was um, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it because that was when the hurricane Ian came through. And um, I was supposed to be down there Friday, Saturday and Sunday, but uh, my flight got canceled Thursday night. So Friday night I got there and um, no, the, the 40th itself was really good. They had a. Uh, they had, you know, new merchandise, which I was able to purchase some um, more stuff that I really don't need. <laughs> and um, uh, they had a which was a surprise, a uh, ceremony at the American Gardens Theater at 11 o'clock. And I did not know about it until when I was there um, checking in for the I was there with the D23. Um, what did they call it? The. Didn't really have a name for it. They just had they had a 40th anniversary um, party, if you will. And when I was checking in, they gave you a lanyard with the schedule of events. And one of the events was this 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 presentation at the theater, and we were getting priority seating, which was really nice. So um, they had gave us a uh, continental breakfast at the um, World Show Place, which is that big. Big event space between the UK and Canada Pavilion, um, and they had some photo booth things there and and uh, music playing and such, and uh, that's where I got to meet our friend Tom Corliss, and I met Adam the Woo as well. He's a uh, you, big YouTuber, if you're familiar with him. But um, no, at the at the presentation itself, they had um, the um, the, Dis- the Walt Disney World ambassadors were there. They had the vice president of Epcot was there. Uh, they had the Mariachi Cobra, who has been there since the beginning. I don't know if you knew this. They've been at Epcot since the first day. And they've even been playing at Disneyland since the 60s. So some of those people in that group are original 40-year-old, 40, year old, 40, you know, 40 year old uh, performers for Mariachi Cobra, which was really mm-hmm. amazing. Um, they had the uh, Voices of Liberty singing there, and um, they didn't really they didn't announce anything. We were kind of like hoping they would announce like a date on like something that would be opening, but they didn't do that. But it was really good. It was a really fun day. I think um, the anniversary days 
I really suggest going to because even if it's not a an even number, you know, 42nd anniversary, there's always a lot of fans that are there that are really you know, just excited to be there. And then in the evening, I was at a after hours party that I had to uh, pay extra for. Um, that was through a uh, charitable uh, function for Give Kids the World, and that's where I met Tony Baxter, who was there. No. Yeah, he was there. He was there for a convention that got canceled because of the hurricane, but he was still at this after hours party. And our friend Jeremy, um, who I was there with, messaged me while I was in uh, line for Cosmic Rewind saying, Tony Baxter's here. And so when I got off the ride, I looked around an hour for him. And then I finally found him as I was leaving Test Track. <laughs> I was walking right next to Tony Baxter. I didn't even realize it. Really nice guy. I didn't get to say much, but um, I got a picture with him. And uh, so it was great. So so go to the anniversaries because you never know who you're going to see there. Like an Imagineer. That's pretty cool. That's really yeah, I, cool. I was not – I mean, I wasn't expecting to see him. But once when Jeremy said he's here, I'm like, I got to find this guy because he's going to be here. And I need to – I got to search everywhere and uh, and it was dark so it was hard to see him but eventually I did find him. So did you did you just spend the one day at Epcot and then uh, was it in and out or did you spend the entire weekend? No, I did. Epcot was on Saturday and then Sunday I went to uh Magic Kingdom in the morning um and then Hollywood Studios uh just to do I actually went to Hollywood Studios to get do Muppets because that's what you got to do when you go there. Nice. And then uh, and then I went home. Yeah. It, I, I mean, it was cut short by day because of the hurricane, because I was supposed to be there all day Friday. But, you know, it is what it is. What am I going to do? Right. I'm glad. Uh, I'm, gl- I'm just glad I wasn't really kind of there during it. So that was good. And uh, Disney World. Oh, oh, and I should say, because I was there on Saturday and the, and the parks opened up on Friday. You couldn't even tell that there was a hurricane mm-hmm. that came through two days ago. I didn't see any tree branch down any leaves flown it was like it was like there was no hurricane they do an yeah. unbelievable job cleaning up after that i tell yeah, you i think the only area on property that had an extended closure was fort wilderness they just reopened this past week so they were closed for about two weeks mm. but uh like adam said i i think you know a couple tree branches were down in places but but they were able to uh clear that out pretty quick universal yeah, and- took a bigger hit from the hurricane than, than yeah. Disney did i think from the flooding. Mm-hmm. I saw the tr- the people's RVs from Fort Wilderness. They had parked them in the Magic Kingdom parking lot. So they moved them out of there so that they don't get damaged from falling trees if that were to happen, which is good. You know, they don't they don't make them stick to stay there. They they move them out into open space. So nice. Well, the good the good thing about Florida, like in Orlando, is that it's so far inland, and they were smart to put it there. Because the storm's not going to be as bad once it hits that area. It's going to be bad, but it's not, like, on the coast or even close to the coast, you know. So, very smart thinking, Disney. Much better than their original choice of St. Louis. Well, I mean, that was Walt. That was was Walt with Epcot. That's where he wanted it. He wanted St. Louis? No, I'm saying he wanted, like, I mean, Walt picked the spot in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was smart for Central Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was a good spot. The St. Louis thing was he, it's, he wanted this. I think he wanted the city to contribute, and they didn't want to. And then uh, it's my understanding that he didn't want to serve alcohol, and obviously St. Louis with Budweiser. Bush. 
or Bush? The Bush family was okay. uh, was very upset that he would not be serving beer in the Yeah. Bush. And so I like contributed to it. So it's a lot of like internal yeah. politics that um, that didn't make that that plan work out. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, we hate to be the bearers of bad news with this price increase, but you know, it is what it is. There's little things you can do. Ask a travel agent like me. I find ways to save money at Disney and to try to not spend too much money at Disney. So there are ways to still do it without having to, you know, spend that much. But um, gosh, the ears are really upsetting me. You know, I love those ears. I couldn't care less about the refillable mugs, but the ear, they can make those refillable mugs $5,000 a piece. I mean, like, go ahead. <laughs> but increase they, Liza's ears by $5 and she's, uh, she's done. Done. I'm so upset. Anyway, it's five bucks. I'm going to have to start looking for change. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a good opportunity to remind our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. You can check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com, request a quote, and let Chris and her team plan your family's vacation. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. On behalf of Liza and Adam, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. <laughs>